Welcome to General Geekery, specifically. <clears throat> I missed my cue. <laughs> he takes a whiskey drink. He takes a wine drink. He takes a beer drink. There's an intervention. Apparently, I do know him. So. <clears throat> it's a metaphor, or maybe it's a simile. Either way, I don't like it. <laughs> Welcome to our 30,000 listeners and anyone who's not in the NSA. I gotta stop touching it. It makes funny sounds. If it makes funny sounds for more than four hours, I think you have to see a doctor. For the last more than four hours, I'm going to social media. Well, I think it's a combination of lack of preparation and idiocy. This week on General Geekery. Welcome. I forgot my line. It's not a line. It's the name of the podcast. There's no line. Line. (laughs) State your name. If we had a banner and our name was on the banner, I could just read it. Welcome to General Geekery. Specifically. It's a podcast. I'm Lou. I'm Ben. And we're here to annoy your ears for the next 45 or so minutes. So, did you bring anything uh, this week? Oh, oh, topics, sure. So, you need to watch Christmas Vacation too. Uh, They made it too? They made it too. Okay, so you already know Christmas. uh, First off, very timely now that it's February. So, uh, okay, Christmas Vacation, a uh, family classic. So many people like it. It's one of my favorites. Um, not your traditional super happy, everything goes great. It's in the, the National Lampoon's idea of everything goes to crap. And, of course, Clark Griswold is our hero slash anti-hero and the core of the story. So, obviously, Christmas Vacation 2, the Griswolds are back at it. Obviously. Okay. So, uh, so Except so, not. Hmm. So, what are they up to? What's who's up to? What the hell is going on here? Uh, a whole lot of absolutely nothing at the beginning. <clears throat> Christmas Vacation 2 is Christmas Vacation 2, Eddie's Island Adventure. Okay. So we, yes. <laughs> Let me give me a second to wrap my feeble mind around this. So we're not going to Wally World. We're, we're not, we're not, we're not going to Chicago to have family uh, Christmas with the Griswolds. We are going to an island. We're going to an island. This is it actually, it's not that different from Jurassic World. <laughs> it is the first thing I thought that, huh, Eddie's Island, that sounds exactly like uh, a Michael Crichton novel. Mm-hmm. So, minor spoilers. <laughs> Wait, when did this movie come out? 2003 ish. If you haven't seen it by now, you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> In more ways than one. Eddie has an accident at work. 
into it. Wait, did he fall and did it mess up that part in his hair? Because you know, if that plate gets dented, his hair is never going to part the same way. Do you really think it matters, Eddie? <laughs> so he has an ex- accidental yep. work. Has an accident at work. Work doesn't want to get sued. So what's the logical thing to do? Send him on all expenses paid vacation. Okay. Out to the South Pacific or something. Okay. So we're bribing Eddie. Right. And. Wait, have you actually watched this movie? Oh, yes. Start to finish. Start to finish. I'm going to go ahead and say that you are the foremost expert on this movie because I don't even think that the director watched it all the way through. I'm assuming somewhere about three quarters of the way through. He may have watched it technically, but he's also three quarters of the way through a bottle of vodka where he just goes, I just don't care. I'm I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, uh, To be fair, I took several breaks to contemplate my existence. Um, The excesses of wealth that allow me to do something like this. I see this movie. I see that. So you trudged through. Uh, you made the sacrifice so that you can stand here now an expert on Christmas Vacation 2. I'm still here. I'm still alive, but I am a different man, a changed man, and I cannot go back. Oh. So everyone can thank me later for doing this for them. All right. So what is what does this uh, masterpiece uh, hold in store for us? Well, we get... Um, oh, 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 you know, I said I said the Griswolds don't show up. Audrey shows up. Wait, which version of Audrey? Because we have the, uh, the the kids changed. I'm throughout pretty sure all it's the, the one movies. from the original vacation. Oh, okay, Audrey one. Okay, yeah, but you know, obviously, a good bit older now. Mm-hmm. And we all go off to join them on their island vacation. And they get out. They have a charter fishing trip. They go out and do that. Uh huh. And wind up Gilligan's Islanded. Okay, so the song. From from, yes. Gilligan, from Gilligan's Island. You're familiar with the song, I, and I hate to, 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 to sidebar. No, I don't. Here we go. So uh, the song from, from Gilligan's Island, are you familiar with it? Uh, yes. More than I care to admit. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. You got a little rendition of, uh, of this song? Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port atar- aboard this tiny ship. Okay. I want you to keep going. I'm going to stop you at a certain point. Uh, okay. There's, there's, a, there's a lot going on in this song. <laughs> Is there a particular point you want me to jump to? Start doing the names. The oh, names okay. I want to hear. The ship set ground on the shore of this uncharted desert isle with Gilligan, the skipper too, the millionaire and his wife, the movie star. We're not going to do the Professor and Marianne here on Gilligan's Isle? The original version of that song? Okay. And the rest. Oh. So right there, they drop out. You've named every... This is not the cast of 300, okay? This is these few people right here on an island. They name everybody but the Professor and Marianne, and they just go, and the rest. Who's the rest? You know, you know what, you know what gets me about it. Were they thinking about maybe putting in the headhunters and being like, and the headhunters? I mean, that was a darker Gilligan's Island. If you're and the professor, you literally you the make, residents of the hatch. Oh, are we going lost? A polar bear. Some other people, uh, Dharma Initiative, I guess, but it's like a guy's kid, and he's still around. I don't know. 
<laughs> you, you, <laughs> you lost me, JJ. Um, oh, I just, at some point, somebody had to go, you realize that you're using the same number of syllables to not say their names as you are if you just went ahead and said their names. You know, it's funny. It's only, uh, it's only Gilligan who has his name mentioned, the skipper, the millionaire, um, the skipper, you know, skipper's kind of like his, how he's addressed. Yeah. Everybody else has names. Yeah. The only other one to get their name mentioned is Marianne. Do we know their name? Well, uh, Ginger, but not in the song. But I mean, the professor was just called the professor. Do we know the professor's name? Do you know the professor's? I do not know the professor's name. Do you know Skipper's name? Uh, no, he went by the Skipper. That was his. Oh, so he was never anything him. else the entire, the entire show? He was uh, not that I know of. You know, I, I, I think. I, be- do, I did not watch the show extensively. Uh, Despite my knowledge of the theme song. <laughs> so you're not, you're not an expert in all Island shows. <laughs> only Christmas vacation Two, the greatest of all Island movies. I'm only an expert in Christmas vacation Two because of the lack of other expertise to exceed me. If someone watched this movie one and a half times or watched it sober, <laughs> they would probably exceed my expertise. Did you watch it? Yes. Were you blindly drunk? No, eh, you win. Okay, so getting back onto the 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 island with Eddie, um, what sort of frivolity and, and shenanigans are we getting into with Eddie at Christmas? At least tell me it takes place at Christmas. Oh yeah, it takes place at Christmas. But of course, now you're in the you know the South Pacific somewhere, so it's summer. Okay. Oh, the skipper Jonas Grumby. That's his. That's his real name. That's the character's real name. The that's, character's real name. Yep. Jonas Grumby. That's what it says. Well, that's the title of this episode. Uh, the the millionaire and his wife is Thurston Howell the third. Oh, of and course I knew that. Right. I of knew. Co- I of course it's Thurston Howell the third. The the professor's real name is Roy Hinckley. Uh, that's that's real real name, right? No, um, he's played by Russell Johnson. The professor's character's name is Roy uh, Hinckley. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Roy Hinckley Jr. So coming back to Eddie and his uh, island adventure, what makes this worth? See, is that going too far? <laughs> what did you take out of this viewing? <laughs> that we lead a very privileged life of excess in the United States of America. God bless America. So you're saying not to put that high on the on the watch list? Oh, you should. Oh, okay, good. Um, well, you also told me to go see, speaking of, you told me to go see the vacation movie, not National Lampoon's vacation, just the vacation movie. Yeah, but what did I tell you when I told you to go see the movie? What exactly did, did, did you, you pick me? up? Did it pick up on the sigh? Let's <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Tell me right now, as you told me then, what, what I'm thinking about watching uh, a vacation movie. What do you think? You should watch it. Okay, so everybody at home probably is like, yeah, he's being sarcastic. Me, I don't really listen to him most of the time. So I go and watch this stupid-ass movie. And if you've seen it and you disagree, tell us. That's fine. I, You're not going to disagree, and I'm sorry if you saw it. This movie was absolutely terrible, and I'm so glad it did not have the National Lampoon's name tied to it because – the the premise of you know Rusty and his family going on a vacation to mimic that same Wally World vacation that we all like so much from the eighties, uh, it I like the the actors that they had in this. 
it is the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> so, holy Moses. Just going to throw that one out there. Okay. Uh, so, I should never speak in definitives. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yes, but the cast. So, holy Moses came out 1980. <clears throat> I have no idea what you're talking about. I thought you were just using that as an exclamation. You're like, holy Moses. Like, oh, you've, like you've adopted a new I've never new made thing. you watch holy Moses. No, I just thought you adopted like a new exclamation. You're like, holy Moses. And I was like, wow, that's really even like, that's the worst thing he can say. That means he's truly, truly exacerbated. Holy cow. Okay. <laughs> kind of like holy cow. Yeah. Uh, Dudley Moore. All right. We have... Dom DeLuise, Madeline Kahn. So Rick, far, pretty good. Good. I mean, Richard Pryor. Oh, I mean, uh, it's these yeah. are great actors. Yeah, John Ritter. Yeah, can't miss. Right. It almost sounds like you're making a cannonball run. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's got this kind of, um, it, it's got the same kind of feel to it. It is absolutely awful if we had a youtube version of this we could just go ahead and drop that into youtube yeah. so jack gilford paul sand uh yeah it's it's just john ritter ladies and gentlemen welcome to movies that suck this is movies that suck i'm ben this is lou we watch movies that suck i'm going to take this opportunity to pour a small beverage beverage brought to you by village wine and spirits village wine and spirits they have not actually given us money, but they give us booze. In exchange for money. So it's kind of the same thing. It's like a sponsorship, but not. So there's a new uh, there's a new Twitter account I've been following. <laughs> okay. New to you or just new? New to me. Oh, okay. Signs in the Batcave? Signs in the Batcave. Yeah, these are these are signs from the original Batman series, which well, are like 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 which adi- original Batman series? Sixty six. TV's Batman. Yes. Oh, I'm so, uh, listen. I have a I have a dorky heart on right now. Go right. ahead. So they have it's just it's just a picture. It's just uh, pictures of the signs in the Batcave. Okay. Like bat magnifying glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Um, bat telephone, things like that. And that's all the Twitter account is. And it's amazing. It's uh, at bat labels, Batman 66 labels. I'm sorry. I said signs. It's like he has the criminal business index. Can I just guess that Burt Ward is the one that runs this, uh, this site? Like he's like, Adam West is still working. At least I can. <laughs> I hope he makes a lot of money doing it. Cause it's amazing. So what are some examples of the, uh, the bat signs that we would have? You have the, uh, <clears throat> the criminal business index. The bat computer ingester <laughs> switch. Let's, let's not even get past the, the first one. Criminal index. Yep. So like they registered criminal business index. Well, business. yeah, like if you file an LLC, you know, <laughs> so does that mean that their business is the crim- criminal stuff they're doing? Or does that mean the business is their front for what they're doing? Is it like uh, a that, money yeah, laundering? You thing? know, what do we have going on that, here? That, that's none of your business. Oh, look my place. Yeah. I assume, I assume that if you're a criminal, you, incorporate and like find write-offs. No, if you're really a criminal, then you go for a non-for-profit. Okay. Mm. So you get a lot of the tax benefits. You get to still give yourself a salary, probably more of a salary than you would get. Otherwise I seem a little bit bitter against NPOs. Yeah. I, I ran a nonprofit for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't intend for it to be a nonprofit. <laughs> That's yeah, why I closed it. Yeah. Yeah. I went to college too. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was paying to, that was giving a lot of money to a nonprofit who makes oh. an amazing amount of profits. Oh, that's, that's weird how that works out. <laughs> so we have another one. The compressed steam bat pole lift, of course. <laughs> That's how you get back up. Compressed. Well, yeah, of course. You've got the big pads at the bottom and you come down, but you know there's not stairs. How anticlimactic would that be if like they're like, oh, something's going on. They, you know, they, they flip back uh, Shakespeare's head. They hit the button. They slide down the bat poles. Not at all a euphemism. They slide down the bat poles. They do all their kind of stuff, but they come back in the bat cave. So you have to get upstairs. Right. <laughs> How anticlimactic, so how anticlimactic would be they're sore they're tired from from boom piff powing uh bad guys how sako has sako how, how sad is it if the tv show director was like no no we're gonna be true to real life and they show them getting there and they're like they take off they're they're taking off their cowls and they're like oh man that was a tough day i just i just need a glass of wine and just need to to just relax a little bit and they start to watch trudge, spartacus watch spartacus they start to trudge up the stairs they're like holding onto the rails to pull themselves up the stairs like no yeah you have to you have to have an expedient way to get right. upstairs and, I, and i'm on board with this the sign well there's a sign on the compressed steam bat pole if of course because everything has signs and and when was the last time you were somewhere, man? It's like, man, I don't know what any of this shit does. It'd be great if there were signs. Yeah. Signage is good. Signage, signage is yeah. important. There's also a nice big red toggle switch on the wall. Negate costume change in case you have to go back upstairs in your costume. Batman is clearly, you know, he's clearly thinking he, things through. He's really thought about this. Yeah. Because you know what? The time to, to time to build that switch is not when you have to get upstairs in your costume. Yeah. You know, the time to build that switch is before you need to get upstairs in your costume. Batman. Because we've, as we've established, there's no stairs. Absolutely. And, uh, 1966 Batman, Adam West has never once gone. You know what I really need right now? No, he's already, he's already thought of that. He's already thought of the switch to change your, change your outfit. Carrier pigeon entrance, carrier pigeon exit. If I were given a hundred guesses of what the next sign was, I would be wrong one hundred times. Will you? Do you know what this device does? I have no earthly idea. It's a good thing that Batman labeled it. It is the deepest secret extractor. <laughs> before there, before there were smartphones, Batmobile Bat Tracker handheld. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's kind of a where's my bat phone? Yeah, yeah. So this is the uh, molecular dust separator. Yeah. Oh, and, and they're wearing, you know, some lab smocks and some masks. It's molecular. So they're separating things on a molecular level, but they're wearing a piece of cloth, woven cloth over their face as a filtration system. Well, they're really big molecules. They're only separating the really large molecules. That's why Batman's so smart. <laughs> this molecule is so big you could see it with the naked eye. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a tennis ball. That's not what the sign says. Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. My man crush. Really? You're, you're, you're a fan? I'm a fan. I just like saying Benedict Cumberbatch. I like him as Khan. Do you like him as Khan? Okay. I wasn't going to go down this road, but all it takes is the slightest <laughs> of nudging. And you, you, you are, you are baiting this road. I'm not baiting this road. I was actually going somewhere else with this, but now I have to talk about it. Very, very cleverly done. Well done. Masturbated, sir. So I was trying to set you up for it, but I, I couldn't let it die. No, <laughs> you set it on the table and you're like, well, if nobody else is going to eat it, so <laughs> nobody ha- else is going to take it. I'm taking it. <laughs> Hands off my man crush. Benedict Cumberbatch. We're back. 
you would say that you are a fan of Star Trek, correct? I would say that. I definitely wouldn't go so far as to say uh, Trekkie slash Trekker. Okay. Uh, if I were on either side, I'd probably be the Trekker side, but um, <laughs> those people are really serious about their Trek. Yeah. I do not uh, hold a candle to those people. Mad respect. Now, of all the series, what, like, where does your heart lie? And you don't necessarily have to rank them, but, but where does your heart lie more so than anything else? Oh man, you know, I cut my teeth on, uh, the original series. We had the tape, we had tapes and, um, I'm not saying that it's the best, but it has a special place in my heart. Yeah. My, uh, our household too also was, was very big into the original series, particularly my dad. My dad was very big into the original series, but that's not where I cut my teeth. I was a TNG kid. I watched tons of TNG, but here's the thing. I was a TV, TNG kid when it came to the TV show, mm-hmm. but when it came to movies, we were right and, and, and we were right at that age where the movies were coming out for the original series cast. Oh, so they were uh-huh. still like, yeah. like, like they were finishing up those movies, but TNG was just getting a start in like what the late eighties, early nineties, like yeah. right around, right around there. Yeah. Um, so that means that one of my earliest experiences with Star Trek was, the con mythos and the con story arc. Yeah. Which is a, uh, a throwback to the original series, like one of the episodes in the original series, which, which shows a lot of respect to the fan base is that they, when they made wrath of Khan, the actual star Trek wrath of Khan, the, the, the bill Shatner one, mm-hmm. it was a reference to a single episode that they had with the original series where they left Khan there. And that was like, that's it. That's the end of the, the story. And then they go, no, let's bring it back. Let's, let's have somebody crash land there. Let's, let's do the earworm. Let's, uh, let's bring back Khan. They found a, a theatrical actor to play Khan. Ricardo Montalban. Oh, man. That and dude. what a, yes. That dude owned that role. Just great. And the thing was is that he was too big for any other character. Like, he's, he's too big for a movie screen. But he's con, and with villains, you get this. You get this. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You get this. Um, ah, this right of way where you just get to. That's gonna kill me. What's the What's the word I'm looking for? You get the oh, that's it's a oh, two word thing. Like carte blanche. Carte blanche. So you get this carte. <laughs> Thank you for being my word of the toilet paper. So, but when you're a villain, you get this. Uh, you get this freedom. You get this carte blanche to just go for it. And a lot of villains right. just really choose scenery too. Like when you give somebody the, the the ability to do that, this dude was huge. He did not chew up the scenery. He was so fun to watch as Khan, which is which is great because he was you know opposite Shatner, who was a dramatic overactor, and you know how hard it is for me or anybody else right now to not want to go. What are you talking about? There seems to be ellipses in my script. <laughs> when the best impersonation of Bill Shatner is Jim Carrey going, there's something on the wing, some something on thing. the wing. <laughs> but no, somehow, somehow, uh, Ricardo, what's his last name? Uh, Montalban. Montalban. Somehow, his uh, performance is so big 
it makes Bill Shander's performance look normal, which somehow brings balance to the force. By <laughs> sorry, I it's, used a Star Wars reference in a Star Trek conversation. I'm so sorry. However, he's multidisciplinary. But he did. He made he, somehow he made Bill Shatner look like a normal actor. It, it was it was really good, especially when you start looking at things like you know Shatner's poetry readings for what that for what Wrath of Khan was and how they tied it all together. That was really good. So I'm a huge fan of that movie. I knew nothing of the plot twist with Star Trek Into Darkness. Mm. Spoilers. We're going back to Benedict Cumberbatch. I knew nothing of the plot twist with that movie. I heard rumors, but because Khan and, and, and because that's Star Trek, let me step back for a second. Everyone says, well, the sequel is not as good as the, the original movie. And they list movie after movie after movie after movie where the sequel is not as good as the original. I've always brought up Wrath of Khan as being... Star Trek was a fine movie, but it's a bunch of glory shots of the Enterprise flying through space and into this big uh, amoeba and cloud or whatever it is. Wrath of Khan was a great movie and head, shoulders, waist, knees and ankles above the first Star Trek movie. So agreed. That, so, agreed. So that idea of a, of, a, of a sequel being better, it just I held it in such high regard. I heard rumors about Star Trek Into Darkness, but then I just kind of let it go. I was like, I'm just going to watch it, and, and, and I'm just going to go for the experience. What was your movie-going experience with, with that, and, and what, did you think, what did you think about it? It was, it was a different movie, and there was some of the same things that bothered me with um, the reboot as well, which, to be fair, has come up in past Star Trek movies as well. Um, and even in some, uh, in some of the series... But one of the things that, uh, that I especially liked about Next Generation is there's always some kind of challenge to overcome some pseudosciencey thing and some limitation in what it can do, even when you get past the hurdle you're trying to solve. You're so saying like, you can't go past Warp 10? Yeah, you know, except for special circumstances. <laughs> Only if we sling, slingshot around the sun? Right. Okay. Um, so, so there's certain things that you can't do. There's certain things that I guess we can do, but only under these certain circumstances, which is why we can't keep coming up again and again and again. Um, and to a certain, to a certain point when you have a movie, you kind of want to be expedient about this. So I understand why in the Star Trek reboot, Oh yeah. Ship traveling at warp speed, teleporting between planets. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Let's just do it. Teleport into a ship we've never seen before. Yeah. Why not? Okay, fine. Done. We just need to get this done. Okay, fine. Whatever. Um, you have Khan sitting in a, you know, in a hovercraft uh, doing his thing and then teleports out of system. And he'll show up later. He just, it was inconvenient to have him within several astronomical units of where the action was at that point. So we have this magic teleporter that just grabs him and throws him across the galaxy. Why not? Sure. See, but I love that you do it, that, that, that you take that approach to it, because I'm going to go a little bit on the opposite side of that. And the example I'm going to use is the Martian. Okay. okay. The Martian comes out. Interstellar is the same way, but I can only really attest to the Martian because it's gotten a little bit more of the same attention is people go, I really like the Martian. And then you have two distinct responses. I really like the Martian. The science checks out or I really like the Martian, 
but that could never happen. (laughs) And as the same thing with people like that have problems with like what you're saying, and I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate because I agree with you completely. It's a plot hole and it's a way of fixing. It's a device to fix a, fix a plot hole and things like that. But on the other side of it, when people go, (laughs) yeah, but then he does this and it's completely impossible. It's all impossible, right? None of this stuff is possible. They're like, well, I mean, you could transport from here to there, but you can't transport from here to there. Um, okay. Yeah. But the, but the counterpoint to that and not that it's executed particularly well in any of the series, movies, etc. But the counterpoint to that is when you have something that's science fiction like this, you set certain parameters to the magical technology you have. And that's how society has evolved to this point. And there's struggles with, how does society cope with this new technology? You have the people who are like, you know, horseless carriages are going to end us. Indoor plumbing is going to end the Roman empire. You know, like you have your, you know, you have all these fights going on about the technology itself. When you, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, Hey, like did no one ever think to try teleporting somebody across the galaxy? Why are we still building spaceships? Why don't we just build unmanned probes to go out, find the habitable planets and beam us there? Like, why are we, why are we traveling at warp 10 when we can teleport? across the galaxy. No, no, no. You make an excellent point. I mean, the idea that it, to create conflict in any way, form or uh, it, it fashion, turns the fake assumptions on it. It turns the fake assumptions on their fake heads. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to create conflict, obviously you have to have some sort of construct of we can do this, but we can't do that because obviously then it just becomes, well, we can do anything. So I, I so, think there's, I think there's some like, I think there's some like effort to like generate some kind of power or knowledge or wealth off of the bloviating of fans. And then somebody realized somewhere along the way, it's just like, holy crap, people get really invested in these fake rules we're making. Like, let's push them sometimes and see how much, you know, wealth we can generate. Like somewhere, someone along the line is like selling, selling something and making money off of all of us arguing about these things. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, I really, I really liked Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, as Khan, I liked the storyline of Khan. I liked having a different version of Khan. Now I tried to show like my dad really likes the, the original series. I tried to show him into darkness. He's like, but this isn't, this isn't Wrath of Khan. I'm like, no, no. it's not Wrath of Khan. But also the first Star Trek movie was not the first Star Trek movie. It's a reboot. And I think we've at least now gotten to a place that was a little earlier on, but I think now we've gotten to a place where people that are longtime comic book readers are so innately used to reboots. There's hmm. been, you have Spider-Man and mm-hmm. then you've got the amazing Spider-Man and you've got ultimate Spider-Man and you just, you just have all these different in, incarnations of, of characters and 2099. What? Spider-Man 2099. Oh yeah. 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 And so, but people have become so inundated with this that they say, well, there are some core tenets to it, but I don't mind reimagining like origin stories and things like that. I'm mm-hmm. a fan of the Hulk. Bruce Banner has had so many different ways that he has become the Hulk. There's, it's been a cold war and it's been part of world war two and it's been nuclear bomb. Well, I mean, it's always been, you know, gamma rays, but you, you go through all these different versions of it. There's a roller coaster one time. <laughs> I think that's being rethemed to not be that anymore, by the way. Have you, it wouldn't have, surprise me. Have you heard that they're doing a huge renovation on that? That needs to go in our, our, uh, we're probably going to do a segment on like Disney Orlando. Yeah. I say Marvel Island. Island's probably going away. Marvel Island is going away They're re- I think they're retheming everything there. So anyway, but yeah. that's a totally different thing. There's so many different origin stories that comic book fans have become kind of used to this. Moviegoers have not become used to this and Star Trek fans of, of any group set 
have kind of become like this niche of like we're just falling back into the old stuff because we don't really have much new to to really grasp onto until you get this reboot and then it becomes so invested in like this is my old Star Trek. This isn't my old Star Trek. I thought it was great. I loved it for what it was. And I thought that Benedict Cumberbatch Cumberbatch was great Mm -hmm. as Khan. I thought that character was awesome. So this brings me to this. Came to my attention last night. Did you know that you too could generate your own name as cool as Benedict Cumberbatch? Can I? There's a, a website that you can go to. We'll include the link. There's a website that you can go to, and you can just generate your own Benedict Cumberbatch name. That is a tall order right there. Um, so I went ahead and, and we plugged in some names. Does this does this run off of like the Amazon Cloud? Did they donate like all of their band, like all of their computing power for this? Because obviously, there's there's millions upon billions of cycles that uh, that have gone into this. Um, do you uh, do you know your uh, your name? What is my name? <laughs> <laughs> I read Oh, oh my! <laughs> Bumberstump Kryptonite. Oh, that sounds like a great actor. I would watch his movie. Um, it, if I were he, though, of course, myself, uh, I would have to be Buttercup Cogglesworth. That sounds like the third. <laughs> and the rest. This has been General Geekery. I'm Ben. I'm Lou. It's a podcast. Later. Good night. It is gengeek1 at gmail.com. That's G-E-N-G-E-E-K, the number one, at gmail.com. The website, which is still being built, coming soon, is gengeek.1. That's G-E-N-G-E-E-K dot O-N-E. I'm just over here closing my eyes and listening to his voice. There's your bumper. Those were words. Oh, the skipper, Jonas Grumby. Jonas Grumby? So the PCU reference gets dropped on the floor, huh? And what's the deal with airline food? Why don't they serve uh, it anymore? I was going to save that as my third answer. I was going to pull uh, it out in the 11th hour, but whatever. We can do that. No, it's fine. Fix it in post. <laughs>